You may not always see it, but there is a lot of sweet in every mess and in all of the mundane. Exodus 3.8 is a promise to deliver us from the brokenness of life into one filled with hope. We are here to remind you of God's faithfulness and how His love can lead you into a land flowing with milk and honey. Join us, Lindsay and Amaris, as we get raw and share practical wisdom for all things marriage, motherhood, faith, and womanhood. So grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. This is the Milk and Honey Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Milk and Honey Podcast. This is Lindsay and I'm here with Amaris today. Hey friends. And we are talking all about books. We're talking about our favorite books, fiction books, gospel books, all the things, because we know based on your downloads and requests that you guys really like to know about the books that we're reading and just love these living it out episodes in general. So we're really excited to dive in. This will be a quick to the point episode, but we hope that you're able to utilize our suggestions for your travels or just for deeper study into the word. So we will begin. Amaris, I'm going to just ask you, what books are you reading right now? I am having probably the most fun I've ever had with what I'm reading. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. I am reading this book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And basically it's that you cannot be spiritually mature and not emotionally mature. So say you know all this scripture and you can quote it all, but then you lack emotional growth and emotional depth then actually you're not really spiritually mature. So that's been really confronting to me. A lot of the examples they talk about are things like knowing your true self and avoiding conflict and just a lot of different things like that. One of the very first chapters in the book was all about knowing your authentic self. And so I decided along with that book that I would read The Road Back to You, which is the Enneagram book. Yes. And it was fascinating because the author of Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, his name is Peter Sasazzo, I believe. He quotes the same people that the author of The Road Back to You quotes. And so I just thought it was very timely to, you know, put them to go hand in hand. Right. So I've been reading those two books and then I'm still working my way through a book called Knowing God by J.I. Pecker. That's awesome. So I am kind of in the middle of a few. Amaris and I talk a lot about how we always kind of go in between books. For me, it really helps to have some fiction books along with my study books and then some application books as well. My current fiction novel that I'm reading is called The German Girl. I picked it up in a bookstore and read a good chunk of it while I was there, but it's really good. I love historical fiction. I love anything based around World War II. It's very fascinating to me. My grandmother was in England during that time, and so her stories of it have kind of really impacted my heart and just led me to study and research Mm -hmm. further, but it's also interesting just to read the fiction and the perspectives that they have. It's by Armando Correa, I think. Armando Lucas Correa, and it's about. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> it's my New Mexico side. Yeah, of I wouldn't be able to pronounce that. Like, Correa. <laughs> Correa. <laughs> but it's about a young girl and her experience fleeing Nazi Germany with her family and her best friend. And so it's kind of her story with she and her best friend. They used to be wealthy and lived in a great neighborhood and community, and then they become 
ostracized basically by the people that loved them and they spent time with. So it's a really interesting perspective from a young girl, which I love the diary of Anne Frank. And so this kind of ties into that. And then I'm reading a book called Glory in the Ordinary by Courtney Reisig. And this one is so good, you guys. I mean, it's a little bit, if I'm honest, it's a little bit dry just in the storytelling aspect. And I love storytelling, but the content is really great. And the whole tagline of it is why your work in the home matters to God. And so it digs deep into the mundane day-to-day tasks that we do as mothers in our homes and why that is important to the kingdom of God. And it really digs into that. It's very encouraging for me in the season that I'm in right now. Cool. I like it. Thanks. And then I am reading, it's called Here Now by Kate Merrick, which is about unearthing peace and presence in an overconnected world. So this is necessary for my life to where with my business and ministry, I'm connected to social media. I'm connected to people. I'm just very connected. And she kind of dives in to how our lives just pass us by and how we can feel a deep dissatisfaction Mm -hmm. in life because we're always trying to do more or be more. We're looking for those glorious moments in life. But her point with this book and her heart is to just live our lives, like live your life, quiet your soul, quiet your life, live with intentionality, but just be present in all of it. And so it's, it's been really convicting for my heart. Mm. Um, lastly, this isn't a book I'm technically reading, but it's a book I'm studying through and it's called Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem. And he dives in. We get so many questions by you guys like, how do you study the Bible? This is a great resource for you guys because it studies topics in depth. So you can go to it and read a ton about the Word of God. Where did the Word of God come from? Does Jesus say He is the Word of God? How does all of that work? And then the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? How is the Holy Spirit connected? It is a massive book. It's like 50 something dollars, but it is very basic when you study and you read. The wording is not confusing. It's very straightforward and to the point. So if you're looking for something to help you dive in, I think that would be a great resource for you guys. So what are some books that have transformed your spiritual life that you recommend to other people to read? Probably my all-time favorite and top recommendation would be The Cross and the Switchblade by David Wilkerson. And it's about Mm. his journey to starting an organization called Teen Challenge. So he went to New York City and witnessed to these young boys and girls that were in gangs, middle school, high school. Um, and it just really, really impacted me. His prayer life was radical. He threw away his television to pray three hours every single night. Wow. Um, so his like life just really impacted my life and the mm-hmm. way that I do ministry and the way that I love people has really been mentored and discipled by the way that he did a lot of things in his life. Yeah. Probably another one would be The Hiding Place. I know that we both love that one, but The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom. That woman is amazing. Her faith and her sister Betsy's faith was radical. She was in a Nazi camp and she's a Christian. She wasn't a Jew, but yet she still went to the Nazi camp because she was hiding Jews. And so the way that she loved people, the way that she carried her cross, the way that she lived out her faith was incredible. And so amazing. And it's very humbling to mm-hmm. read her story in the way that she lived out her faith. So that was yeah. probably my top two books that I would recommend that have really, really 
changed the trajectory of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would second The Hiding Place. I believe that it is one of the books that is constantly reminding me of God's word aside from God's word. Like it is a book where you see her love lived out in such a genuine way. It is it's a sacrificial unconditional love toward people who are horrible human beings toward her, you know, and mm-hmm. that she loves them and she sees them through the eyes of Christ and it's just really encouraging. So, you guys have to check that one out. Yes, definitely. I would say another for me is More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell. Mm -hmm. They sell those in packs of 10, you guys. So I give them out to pretty much anyone and everyone who would be willing to read them, non-believers, believers. believers. They're quick chapters, history, the archaeology, the theology of Christ and what his life looked like. And this is an atheist who wrote this book trying to prove that Jesus didn't exist and ended up becoming a Christian author. But he just really dives into very factual things. And so sometimes it helps me to go back to that place where I need fact. I need to be reminded of truth. And another great one that's similar to that is Lee Strobel's The Case for Faith and also The Case for Creation. He uses apologetics and facts to help build his case toward Christianity, another atheist who turned into Mm -hmm. a Christian based on his studies. And those stories are so encouraging to me because I'm like, man, they were trying to prove Christianity wrong Mm -hmm. and have now become solid believers who are evangelizing to the world. It's just incredible. Um, My last book that I always recommend is Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis, as an author himself, is just absolutely incredible. I've read almost all of his books, and I can't stop. It's like I go back and I gain something new every single time. He was brilliant, but he loved the Lord so much. And Screw Tape Letters is essentially a collection of letters that was supposedly written by the devil himself, and he is trying to teach a younger mind Screw Tape. And they are learning learning the ways of tempting people, distracting people, and leading people away from God. It's really an examination of the flaws of man. It's an examination of what Satan does to keep us from Christ. It's kind of confusing. I've told Amaris this, but it actually helped me to rewrite the chapters. And I know that sounds really crazy, but it helped me to write them from a perspective of God. So the book is telling you ultimately what not to do as a believer. If you rewrite it or switch it in your brain to say, okay, this is what I am called to do. This is what God wants of me, not what Satan wants of me. It helps to see, gosh, man, I have such an opportunity to fight the temptation that comes from the enemy. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, it's really great. I want to read one quote from it. It says, and this is the, the demon basically talking. He says, Our cause is never more in danger than when a human, no longer desiring but still intending to do our enemy's will, looks round upon a universe from which every trace of him, God, seems to have vanished and asks why he, as a human, has been forsaken, and yet he still obeys God. I mean, I can't even get into how transformative it has been for my mind and the way that I understand spiritual warfare and the way that I understand God's intentions for us as Christians. So I highly, highly recommend that book. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Amaris, what are some of your favorite Christian books to study or to read that give you greater insight into Christianity, the gospel, and the Bible? Um, I would probably say, well, one— 
John 15 is all about abiding in Christ. And Andrew Murray came out with a book called Abide in Christ. (laughs) So it has a chapter a day for 30 days. And it talks about the different ways that we abide in Christ. And that book really changed the way that I press into Christ, the way that I contemplate his presence. So that book is really, really good. It has like really helped me to study scriptures, but also other things that have helped me to study the scriptures are commentaries. I really enjoy David Guzik mm-hmm. through Blue Letter Bible. He also has a podcast. So if you wanted to listen to a commentator on the scriptures, then you could actually listen to David Guzik's podcast through any podcast app. And then I really enjoyed like for apologetics, I really enjoyed Confronting Christianity by Rebecca McLaughlin. That was a really good apologetics book. Mm. I mean, I love Ravi Zacharias and Tim Keller and all the different apologists, but her book came at it with a different perspective. And honestly, I really liked it because she's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and so she talked about apologetics and with a different tone. Mm-hmm. Like I could, I could hear her tone of voice deliver different truths in a different way because of her being a woman and Mm -hmm. the insight that she has as a woman. So I really enjoyed her book. So those are probably the three books that I would recommend off the top of my head right now for studying scripture further or really diving into None Like Him by Jen Wilkin. I was just going to say, what is the one by Jen Wilkin that you love? Yes, None By Him by Jen Wilkin. And it talks about the attributes of Christ. That book was so good. I mean, she talked about the attributes of Christ in a modern day version. So it's kind of mm. like J.I. Packer's Knowing God, but she breaks it down into a more modern version of knowing God. And so it's so practical and applicable to your everyday life. And honestly, it was it transformed the way I see God. Um, mm. I really loved that book. I need to pick that one up. I know so many people have recommended None Like Him by Jen Wilkin, yeah. and I haven't had a chance to read it. Yeah. I'm That's on my list. Another book that if you're wanting to grow in how to study the Bible, then read Jen Wilkin's book, Women of the Word, because that teaches how to study the Bible specifically. So if that's an area that people are wanting to grow in, then that's a really good book as well. That's awesome. I would say mine, probably my first one that I love and always go back to, and I've read multiple times is Crazy Love by Francis Chan. And it challenges, each chapter challenges your faith in one way or another. I read it as a new believer and I read it as a believer of 10 years. And both times I was so greatly impacted to not live an Americanized Christian life, but to be challenged by the real word of God and the real callings that Jesus called us to and to not sugarcoat what he has called us to. But it's written in such a loving and compassionate way. And if you've ever heard Francis Chan speak, he is so in love with people and he just wants people to know Jesus. And you can sense that in this book and, and really gives practical ways to live out an authentic faith, but mm-hmm. almost almost to be really radical about it. So I yeah. strongly, strongly recommend that book. It actually also comes with a workbook as well that you can go through. And that is beneficial, especially for small groups or something, or if you're just wanting yeah. to dig deeper, it's awesome. I was actually going to say that one of our prerequisites before people can join our discipleship group is we ask them to read that book, Crazy Mm. Love. Yeah, it is that good. It it is so impactful for a walk and just to have a great deep understanding of what we 
as Christians are actually called to live out rather than what sometimes the churches or pastors, you know, will say that we are supposed to live out. Like we have to abide by the word of God because it's so easy to become distracted by the words of pastors that, you know, pastors are not our gods and we have to keep going back to the word to know what it says. That's just a little tangent Mm -hmm. there. But um, secondly, I would say Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. That's just a compilation really of his thoughts and teachings that each chapter, that one I read a little bit more slowly because I like to dig into to C.S. Lewis's thoughts and just kind of how he processes things. And so I'll study those. I'll study his words. I'll research his words. And so I'll do those chapter by chapter relatively slowly. Um, And then I would lastly say for married couples Mm -hmm. is Mingling of Souls or Engaged Couples, Mingling of Souls by Matt Chandler. That one is really transformative. It's really helpful in understanding what we are called to as Christian married individuals, that there is such a higher calling outside of just having a happy, joyful marriage, but that ultimately marriage is to become one, that we are to seek Jesus together and pursue the kingdom together. So those are all good. All right. Lastly, what, Amaris, are your favorite fiction novels? Okay, so my favorite fiction novels, uh, I mean, I loved the Hunger Games series. I loved those. I loved the Divergent series. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as a Christian uh, fictional series, a woman named Francine Rivers, she is a fictional author, a Christian fictional author. And she wrote this, the trilogy called Mark of the Lion trilogy. And I really enjoyed that one. Like that was kept me on my, my toes the whole time. It was really really good and really enjoyable to read. So that's probably would be the ones that I recommend. Awesome. We hope that this is helpful for you guys because we promise that we're sharing the stuff we actually really love. Um, So we may all have a different taste. I mean, I loved Divergent and I loved Hunger Games. You have to read Forest of Arrows. If you really liked those books, Amaris, I think you would really enjoy it. I'd be interested to see if you liked it. I would say a few of my favorite fiction novels. One is Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. You guys might have read that in school. I didn't actually ever read it in school, but I have a copy from like the 1800s and I was so excited to find it. I know I found it at an old bookstore. It's just a big, clunky, hardcover book, but it's really nice to have. But that book is, it's so well-written and the character building is so cool and you just learn to love every single character that he implements or just really to be intrigued in those characters. Pip is my favorite. I've watched the movie. I couldn't get as much into the movie as I did into the book. And then also The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. This is really popular. It's been in bookstores kind of on like bestseller lists for a really long time. It is about a woman whose husband was sent to war and she doesn't believe that the Nazis will invade France, but they do. And Nazis are placed inside of her home to live with her. They're commanded to live with her. And so she has to kind of work out what it is like to live with the enemy and to protect her family and keep them alive. And then it kind of goes into like a feminist perspective of what women did during that time to join the resistance. And then lastly is The Help by Catherine Stockett. You've probably seen the movie maybe, but it was such a well-written and interesting book. It is about maids and kind of the perspective of one white woman and the maids in a time when there was segregation. And it's just, there's a lot of humor in it and it's really cute, but it also is historical fiction, which is what I'm always drawn to. So if you haven't read that one, if you even if you've seen the movie, you should still read the book because 
the book is really good. But that is everything that we have for you guys. We hope that this was really fun for you and we will include all of our books and link them in our show notes for you. So if you have any questions for us, just let us know. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share on social media, tag us at the Milk and Honey Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you may also enjoy episode 13, Living It Out, How We Afford to Travel Regularly, episode 21, Opening Your Home, and episode 25, Organizing Your Life for a More Joyful Day Today. We love you guys. Have a good day. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Milk and Honey Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a second to visit our page on iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. It would mean so much to us. Your review helps the show to be found by other women like you, and it also helps us to continuously grow and become better as a podcast. For a daily pick-me-up, follow me, Lindsay, on Instagram at Sparrows and Lily and Amorous at Amorous Beecher. Tune in next week for more laughter, fun, hope, and encouragement. Bye, guys.